millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. noblegoldinvestments.com This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be confused with medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement. But as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Good evening, everyone. And as always, welcome back to another exciting episode of Red Pill News Live. I want to thank all of Donald Trump's opponents from now until eternity, past, present, and future. Thank you for playing. You will be consigned to the dustbin of history as so many more behind you and ahead of you already are. President Trump in, of course, rare form over the weekend, taking it directly to some of his critics, to some of the people trying to destroy him. We're going to touch on all of it. If you guys wouldn't mind, please do me a favor. Hit that like button. Please, if you could, share the show. And, of course, be kind to each other in the chat. Even if we don't agree with each other, we can still hang out and maybe learn something from each other. I also hope you had a chance to watch the shows over the weekend. You might not agree with either of my guests, but I think that they both were shows with information worth dissecting. So please, if you haven't yet, make sure you do that later on. I've got a lot of big stuff coming up over the week. Sit back, relax, and grab your popcorn, because we are going to be right back after this. 
So recently, I've told you guys about a breakthrough new anti-aging remedy that I've been using that keeps me energized all day long. I just take a teaspoonful of C60 Evo olive oil in the morning, and I notice better mental focus, flexibility, and physical endurance. Now, it's rare to feel improvements this quickly. I also end up sleeping deeper at night, so it's really helpful. Their peptide and ESS60 hair and lotion renewal formulas are exceptional because they really work. And C60 Evo's lab has been manufacturing this Nobel Prize winning miracle molecule for 32 years in their Houston, Texas Patriot-owned lab. ESS60 is the upgraded version of the Carbon 60 molecule. It's specifically made for both people and pets. It's a potent and effective way for people's lives to be improved all around the world. So maximize your health and enjoy noticeable results with C60 Evo organic edible oils, skin serums, and pet products. You can buy with confidence from C60 Evo, and you can use my personal code for a discount at checkout. Simply go to c60evo.com forward slash redpill78, and then when you're there, use code redpill78 for an additional 10% off your entire order. Once again, that's c60evo.com forward slash redpill78, and when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right. Good evening, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you guys are having a lovely day. And let's get into the news. A lot of big things happened over the weekend on my two live streams, Friday and Saturday. I had a chance to comment on some of them. But we have a number of updates in regards to some stories that uh, happened over the weekend and then also things that I touched upon last week. Um, most importantly, guys, I want to open the show today by asking for a moment of silence for the presidential campaign of one Mike Pence. All right, the moment's passed. That's all we needed. Mike Pence was never a real candidate for president of the United States. I think everyone here watching knows that. Whether you like him or hate him, I think that it is difficult to not admit to yourself and the world that Mike Pence was never really running for president. In my opinion, Mike Pence's sole role in this primary race here was to show that there is no hope for anyone hoping to stand up against President Trump. Nobody has his record. Nobody has his polling numbers. Nobody has his favorability. Mike Pence was always just an empty vessel. He was a, a face in a suit to stand on a stage with a crowded field of primary challengers, none of which have any hope of beating President Donald Trump. And that's despite the fact that the deep state swamp rats are trying to remove him from ballots in a number of states. The challenge in Colorado is currently taking place today. We're going to talk about that a little bit more later on in the episode. But first of all, I just wanted to say thank you, Mike Pence, for your service. You may or may not appreciate what President Trump did and what he continues to do, but you proved a point to the people of this nation that there is only one Donald J. Trump, and there is only one man among that entire field of primary challengers who can hope to live up to the legacy of Donald J. Trump. And that, my friends, is Donald J. freaking Trump. So Trump or bust, there is nobody else out there that can possibly compete with what he's done and what he will do again in the future. President Trump needs to come back. We must have him in the White House. And, I, you know, I had a, a really 
awesome clip that I forgot to upload to the computer so that I could play it for you. And uh, if you guys will give me just a moment, I'm going to go ahead and get that up here on my screen because I think that it deserves to be shown. In the meantime, as I'm waiting for that to upload, I have an update for you. I may have, uh, I don't remember exactly what day, but I, I showed you some footage and a couple of pictures of a uh, a guy from Gaza who had shown, okay, there we go. It should have uploaded by now. A guy from Gaza who um, was uh, photographed and videoed both singing in praise of uh, the Hamas fighters, and then also Anarchist Owl. Hey, man, good to see you, buddy. Uh, is that on Telegram? Uh, I'll go ahead and check it out. Uh, that's well. I'll assume it's on Telegram because that's where we talked before. Okay, and since I said that out loud, let me just say, if I come out of nowhere and solicit your message, DM you from my Telegram channel, that is not me. If I say that I'm going to message you on Telegram, it's going to come from my secret Telegram account. It's not going to look like the Telegram channel. And uh, yes, okay, good stuff, buddy. Good stuff. I'm glad you're here. I, I saw your name a couple of weeks ago, and I, I was I was happy to see that you're still around. <clears throat> but the channel on Telegram cannot message you, and I will never solicit. Uh, you know, information from you about how long have you been sh watching my channel and are you ready for the great reset? I will never say anything like that. I will never ask you to invest in cryptocurrency in a private message. The only time that I ever talk about uh, sponsors or, uh, or or companies that, that are funding my uh, quest to bring news and information, it will be in the programs just like this. If you want to ask for advice or you want to ask my opinion on things, I'm happy to answer those things. But it's just generally easiest to send me an email, redpill78 at either protonmail.com or proton.me. And while you're doing that, please make sure you're following the Telegram channel. Make sure that you have my website book link bookmarked redpill78news.com. Make sure that you're following me on Truth, Twitter, Gab, Getter, no matter where you are at Red Pill 78. So I hope to see you guys there. Uh, time traveling hipster looking uh, to be hanging out over there on Getter. Video. <clears throat> yes, you should have video settings um, that you can do from either, you know, just SD, which I believe is 480, or HD, which is 1080. All right. So we have an update on who this guy was. Gaza Man. Turns out he was an actor. He's a famous actor from Gaza. Uh, and he has an Instagram page with nearly 2 million followers. So he's pretty well known. So this was him crying after. Israel responded to the Hamas attack, uh, and then this is him allegedly having been blown up and, and on his deathbed. Uh, well, those two things uh, may or may not uh, exist within the same reality, but the thing is, he's an actor, and so that video had been faked. It was part of a propaganda campaign. Propaganda, as you guys know, is very effective. All governments use it. If there's an opportunity for them to produce a piece of video or a photograph that they can use to tug at your heartstrings, they're going to do that. It's happening by both the uh, uh, the Palestinians and uh, the Israelis. And yes, I know that uh, uh, Palestine is not an officially recognized country, but what else am I supposed to say? Uh, so here we go. Let's go ahead and uh, and see this guy right here. Uh, this was the video that I showed you last week, 
embedded into a video that was taken like the next day, showing that there's absolutely nothing wrong with him. All right, so it's got to suck, right? It's got to suck living in in the Gaza Strip or in the West Bank, and uh, there are missiles coming in and blowing up apartment buildings. I I don't begrudge him that at all. Um, But for him to be part of this propaganda effort, I feel like it's totally disingenuous, and uh, I feel – wait a second. Oh, my God. Look at this. They are showing my channel hosting a Twitter space – but I'm not on a Twitter space. I'm actually on a live stream. Well, that's cool. All right. Uh, so, yeah, if you guys want to watch on Twitter, you can do that. That's I've never seen that before. All right. I'm competing with some heavyweights, Roger Stone and Count Dankula. <laughs> All right. But continuing on, this guy, there's nothing wrong with him. God, that, that's horrible. His door. Uh, but I have to be honest. I mean, anytime you're going to be engaging in some sort of warfare tactics, you have to expect that the side you're attacking is going to come back at you. And I mean, the same goes for the Israelis as it goes for the people of, of Gaza. <clears throat> as I've said on so many different occasions, if peace is going to be achieved in the Middle East, First of all, we need Donald Trump back in office because he was the one who brought peace before. I think that there should be a two-state solution uh, because the people who live in the Gaza Strip and in the West Bank, they don't want to be ruled by the Israeli government, certainly not in the way that they have been. Uh, and the people of Israel, they want to go ahead and live and make sure that they don't get blown up either. So people have to come to the table. They have to have a seat and they have to be willing to make concessions to each other. As long as the governments of these two very different places in a very close proximity are not willing to make concessions, we're never going to find peace. All right. Now, I also have an update for you on Robert Card, the white supremist gun nut Second Amendment advocate, American patriot. Uh, as he's been billed by the mainstream media uh, and his racist shooting, which took place over the weekend, turns out that the 18 people that have recently been identified by the main state police are all people of European descent. Would you believe it? I said the other day, if there was a place that a racist uh, gun nut was going to open fire uh, in order to take out as many people of color as possible, rural Maine is probably not the place where you're going to want to do that. And uh, like clockwork, turns out that all of the people who ended up losing their lives officially, per the Maine State Police, happen to be people who are white. Uh, you've got a list of 18 people who range from age 14 to 76. Now, I said the other night, I, I'm not from Maine, obviously. I don't know any of these people. So I wasn't certain about the veracity of the claims of these people dying. But since then, people who do live there have reached out to me and they either are uh, familiar with the people who died or they knew the people who died. So I'm not going to pull a Sandy Hook here and say that this didn't happen. Uh, I've always been of the assumption that the deep state has no problem killing average everyday people. Just because you have an MK Ultra shooter, as we may have in the case of Robert Card, because again, 
he got hearing aids and then he started hearing voices telling him to go shoot up places uh, just like the places he went to. Doesn't mean that we don't have people who truly lost their lives. And I'm just going to assume uh, in this instance that that's exactly what happened, because there is a death cult that is running America at this point, And their their primary motivation is to kill as many average people as possible so that they can use that again as propaganda to try to remove your guns, to try to invalidate the Second Amendment. That's basically the first thing Joe Biden did. Seven of the these victims uh, were killed at the just-in-time recreation bowling alley, and then you had another eight that were killed inside Schmengi's Bar and Grill restaurant. Now, I don't know if I showed this on the air the other night, but these two restaurants, the restaurant and the bowling alley, they're not right next to each other. Like uh, They're like 10 miles apart or something like that. They are some distance apart. It was like a 15-minute trip for this guy, Robert Card. He went first into the bowling alley took a sweet time, and then he casually drove the 10 minutes or so uh, to get to the next place, and then he opened up fire in there. Uh, there were also three victims who were taken to a local hospital, and they ended up dying at that place. Uh, we're not going to go through all of the names. I would just like to say rest in peace to all these people. It's always tragic when people lose their lives, uh, but as Joe Biden and the mainstream media are trying to pin this on the very existence of guns in America. I would once again posit that this has less to do with guns themselves and more to do with mental health and, of course, the driving narrative of our current administration and its deep state control mass, which is the fact that they want to pin these acts of violence on random loner Second Amendment advocates when, in fact, it really is more about the MKUltra programming being done to these poor, innocent people uh, who, on their own, left their own devices, would likely have never committed any like this. I remind you, Robert Card got hearing aids over the summer. He began hearing voices telling him to shoot up locations just like these. He spent time inside of a mental institution about two weeks, and he was known to law enforcement. He had apparently sent threats of doing just Stuff just like this. Uh, the state police, law enforcement in the area, they knew about him. They knew that it was a potentiality for him to go ahead and do this. Uh, also, law enforcement agencies in Maine had been alerted weeks before the incident about these veiled threats. He was also in the middle of uh, some sort of litigation with his ex-wife. His ex-wife and his 18-year-old son, they were in hiding, actually, uh, I think because they knew that there was a possibility this guy could pop off. And uh, there was also a stipulation in uh, in some of those legal proceedings that he not have access to guns. Uh, and so the question remains, you know, how did he get these guns? Were they legal? Were they illegal? Uh, there are yellow I think they call them yellow card laws instead of uh uh oh it is the other one is like red red card I don't I don't remember exactly but th th there is uh there is a stipulation in Maine law 
where if somebody has some sort of violent tendencies and they've had uh, time in a mental institution, they're not supposed to have access to their guns. It's not permanent, but it is temporary until they can be proven uh, to have uh, received the care that they need. Uh, So we've got so many red flags here. Oh, that's what it is, a red flag law. We've got so many red flags. Uh, This guy seemed to have a totally normal life decades in the military and as soon as he gets the hearing aids he starts going off the deep end that's not normal how many of you out there in the in the chat wear hearing aids i'd like to see this with a a one give me a one if you have hearing aids give me a two if you have hearing aids and i guarantee you there's going to be plenty of individuals with hearing aids who have never heard voices urging them to murder innocent people. That is just not normal. And even among people who have a history of mental illness, that's not something that you're going to see. That's just not going to happen. And Maine, although it is a large state, yeah, negative three, (laughs) nobody, nobody. And, oh, and there's another thing. I couldn't find the post, but I found this over the weekend. When... Robert Card's body was first found. The Daily Mail initially titled their article about it. Maine gunman Robert Card found dead in trailer with two gunshot wounds to the head. Now, it's been widely reported that he took his own life as the manhunt was heating up. And what did you say, Sonny? (laughs) Um, It's been widely reported that he took his own life. However, the Daily Mail reported it as two gunshot wounds to the head, and then they quickly changed it. Now, I saw a screenshot of it. I found a post on Reddit. The post has since been deleted, probably by mods. There was somebody on Twitter who had captured it initially. Uh, I can't find their tweet either. If anybody out there has uh, any... Okay, Gorilla Guy, you're done. Mute for this live stream. Yeah, see, not doing that, dude. Absolutely not doing that. Authorities have found a man dead at an amusement park as he was heavily armed with guns and IED explosives. Well, it seems like they're really pushing for a narrative, guys, doesn't it? Not only that, not only that, but how how the hell did Robert Card shoot himself in the head twice, okay? I mean, they make guns... I suppose if he had uh, um, a binary trigger, all right, so that, like, he pulled the trigger, one bullet came out, he let go of the trigger, another bullet came out, but you're, you're, that takes out of account any possibility of recoil, uh, you know, obviously what type of gun was it, they're not giving us that information. Good job, Zach, boom, ban the hammer, yeah, ban hammer, peace, yeah. Twice. Yes, exactly. And and the and the other part of it is not only was it reported that he was shot twice, but they're erasing any history of it from the Internet. Does he have a connection to the Clintons? That's really the main question that I have here at the end of the day. Uh, and, you know, the they also made public the contents of the suicide note. It wasn't an explicit suicide note, but it was like the password for his phone. And he wanted his son to know where the money was so that he could be taken care of. Uh, you know, but I mean, this is a this is a tragic situation all around. 
It's tragic for this guy losing his life. It's tragic for the 18 people who've lost his life, their lives. It's tragic for his son who now has to live with the burden of his father being a mass shooter. I mean, my God. Uh, It's also tragic for the people of Maine because it took an incident like this for them to wake up and recognize that the Second Amendment is there for a reason. Now, the good news is gun sales in Maine have spiked 200%. I saw direct quotes from left-leaning liberals voting for Joe Biden, or maybe not now voting for Joe Biden, but they did, saying that, gosh, you know, I mean, they sure wish they had a gun because if somebody out there uh, does something like this, obviously they're going to be able to keep themselves and their families uh, safe. But more than anything, they're going to be able to keep their community safe in a larger sense. That's why the Second Amendment exists, not so that we can go ahead and join the military or uh, or even join some sort of, uh, uh, I don't know, some some uh, 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 freedom group or what, what? I'm sorry. What do they call them? I, they were militia. That's right. Th- these were big back in the in the in the 90s. They, they were always talking about militias, right wing militias. You don't have to be a member of a right-wing militia to to keep your community safe. But if the men of our communities are strapped to the gills, then it's going to be a lot less likely that criminals are going to come in and want to kill you and your family because they know that they're probably going to get taken out. That's one of the reasons I love living down here in Florida, the sheriffs. You know, they encourage people to shoot criminals because we have the right to defend ourselves and our families when we're in our homes. If the criminals don't end up going to jail, well, then that's just a little bit less paperwork for the uh, for the sheriff's departments. But gun sales are up as a result of this. And I suspect after uh, some of these other moves the Biden regime is making, gun sales are going to continue to increase. Now, Joe Biden, as I said, in, in the wake of that terrible shooting, he suggested that we need to get guns off the street. He tweeted out about it. Uh, he is making public pronouncements. Of course, the left in general in Washington, D.C., they're trying to suggest that we got to get rid of guns. But if we get rid of guns, the criminals are still going to have them. Let me just posit something for you. Uh, They outlaw certain types of guns. First of all, that is outside of the boundaries of the Second Amendment. They should not and will not be able to do that. Doesn't mean they're not going to try. So they do like a a gun buyback or something, or or they force everybody to to bring them uh, to the local sheriff's department and, and, and hand them in. So that's the law abiding citizens, right? If we are forced to hand over our guns, then law-abiding citizens are more than likely going to comply with something like that. Or rather, not in a a big sense, but the people who do comply, those are the people who don't want to be outside the boundaries of the law. You know, then you're going to have people who say, you know, from my cold, dead hands, uh, I'm not going to do that. But the ones who definitely won't show up, those are going to be the criminals. Those are going to be the the gang-affiliated people. Those are going to be the people who are already here illegally committing crimes and don't give a rat's ass about what the government or the local sheriff says. So they're going to hold on to their guns, and then once they know that the community no longer has the ability to defend themselves, well, they're going to take advantage of that situation. Now, another strange thing that the U.S. government did this weekend on Friday— was to freeze the export of civilian firearms and ammunition for 90 days. Now, they cited national security, but 
This is the first time anything like this has happened, uh, especially on a mass scale like this. Uh, Now, apparently, the U.S. Department of Commerce has announced this temporary halt for the issuance of export licenses for virtually all firearms and ammunition. For the next 90 days, they are citing national security and foreign policy interests. Could it be that they're planning on sending all available arms and ammunition to someplace like the Ukraine or someplace like Israel. I can totally see that as a possibility. But the review will be conducted with urgency and will enable the department to more effectively assess and mitigate risk of firearms being diverted to entities or activities that promote regional instability, violate human rights, or fuel criminal activities. So this is going to have a pretty big impact on the leading United States firearms manufacturers, places like Ruger, Wesson, Vista Outdoor, uh, and it's also going to affect some of the largest markets for American gun manufacturers, places that are allies with the United States, Brazil, Thailand, Guatemala, places like that. So this temporary suspension of export licenses does not apply to Israel, Ukraine, and about 40 other nations that participate with the U.S. in a multilateral export control agreement. Sounds to me like they are looking to play favorites with some of these nations where perhaps they actually want to encourage regional instability. Uh, the Department of Commerce halting firearms in this way uh, is a fairly widespread and sweeping decision. Uh, this is going to slow decades of growth of gun sales abroad for all of those companies that I mentioned. Uh, and uh, this really is not something we've seen before. Kind of interesting when you combine it with the recent shutdown of civilian 556 manufacturing at Lake City. Lake City quiet pills are no longer going to be produced, and that's going to put a restriction on the available 556 supply, Uh, especially considering the fact that they're probably going to keep sending it overseas to places like Ukraine and Israel. So uh, I've said this before, but I I recommend everybody buy ammunition. All right. And yes, they are making they are making it so more five, five, six. They are going to six, eight. This is how they plan to take out the ARs. Yes, they have moved to six point eight. I was actually wondering, you know, maybe we should start buying six, eight. You can get ARs uh, in the the six, eight uh, caliber. It's not as nearly as as uh, commonplace as the five, five, six parts, but uh, from what I understand, they're not going to be uh, restricting any 223 supplies. And I know that there is a certain amount of compatibility with 556 and 223. But obviously, the 223 is a little bit less powerful. <clears throat> so, uh, 68 might be the way to go from here on out, but it's a, you know kind of cost prohibitive, I think, for a lot of people. Uh, I'm hoping, however, that there will be somebody that steps up and picks up the slack. Uh, and begins the production of uh, domestically 5.56. So another mass shooter that you most likely heard about initially, but then it very quickly died down, the conversation around it, uh, was this tragedy that took place this weekend down here in uh, Tampa. Uh, There's a place called Ybor City. It's kind of like Little Havana in Tampa. Uh, Well, there was a mass shooting there. 
And the mass shooter has been identified as a person of color, albeit light skinned, but he's still a person of color. Uh, so as soon as that was announced, well, the mainstream media stopped paying attention. They didn't really want to know about it. All they wanted to know was that guns were used and lives were lost. So it's been uh, announced by Tampa Police Chief Lee Bearclaw. Uh, that 22-year-old Terrell Phillips has been arrested as the man behind this mass shooting that occurred over the weekend. Allegedly, just after 2.30 a.m., Phillips opened up fire near several bars and clubs that were holding Halloween festivities in Ybor City, uh, and a 14-year-old male and another 20-year-old male were killed, along with 18 more victims suffering injuries. Fifteen of those were because of gunshots. He is now charged with second-degree murder. He is in custody. Here is his mugshot right there. Uh, this took place after several young adults were live streaming during the events. Let's go ahead and pull up that live stream here. <clears throat> So obviously the people who were injured, not from gunshots, were probably injured in the melee of people trying to escape the shooting. <clears throat> also, a great argument for your CCW right there as well. Uh, but again, considering the fact that uh, this happened on Sunday and it was a person of color in a neighborhood of, uh, you know, historical uh, cultural significance to the Cuban people. Uh, the mainstream media has kind of just dropped it all together. But apparently he is a uh, a wannabe rapper. I don't know. <clears throat> okay, so he's a little tough guy, wannabe tough guy. And uh, I don't know what the circumstances surrounding this shooting are. But the good news is that he has been caught. And uh, it's done for him. He is probably going to spend a formative portion of his year life in jail, second degree murder. I don't know what the maximum penalty is for that down here in Florida, but hopefully it's going to be life. <clears throat> MK Ultra Tarted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a real rapper in prison now soon. Yeah, I guess he probably is going to get some street cred, but good luck getting your SoundCloud tunes and the videos made from inside the prison. He's going to have to record notes on his uh, on his bum stuffed iPhone so that he can send them off to uh, the, uh, the the girlfriend or whatever it might be. You know, I, on this note, guys, <clears throat> I do have a very special series of, uh, of 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 musical interludes that are coming out greatest hits from somebody that you may know but you probably didn't know they were a bona fide musical artist let me get this pulled up here for you guys where I, I want I, I'm actually going to take a bathroom break so I'm, I'm going to use this as an opportunity to play this for you right now but right here is Klaus Schwab's greatest hits I want to thank Gaffer Anon for sending this over to me today. Uh, it's pretty funny, very poignant, and I hope you're going to enjoy it. From the people who brought you. You know nothing. And be happy. Comes a brand new collection of hit songs from our beloved Supreme Leader. Time Lies presents The Great Here Set, Volume 14. Everybody 
Clap your body right. Vaccines back, all right. Fun two, three and two the four. Klaus, Schwabi, Schwab and Bill Gates is at the door. Ready to put a pattern on air and grass, cause we about to play this set your ass. It's like this and like that and like this and that, so just cheer till the next pandemic. Digital identity, you should have until 20, sir, no discussion for it is mandatory, you will see. 50 minutes city, 50 minutes city, stay close to home. 50 minutes city, 50 minutes city, or we'll send our drone. You better comply, you better watch out, you better implant that microchip now. Santa Claus is running <laughs> the town. Every meal you make, every bite you take, <laughs> every single lunch with a crispy crunch, you will eat that box. The Great Here Set, Volume 14. Get yours now. Available on Shotify and Pfizer Music. <laughs> so Willie has what I need. All right, there's a second part coming up right after this. The new Willie means fun and schwerble. You heard Klausy McSchwab's first two records. Vaccine spec, all right. <laughs> you know nothing and be happy. But this one is going to make your modified mRNA tingle. Time Lies presents Greatest Schwab's, Volume 15. <laughs> A new world order in music. One, two, three, four, five. All the unvaccinated are still alive. A little bit of Pfizer in my arm. A little bit of BioNTech does no harm. A little Johnson Johnson does the trick. A little AstraZeneca so you don't get sick. It's two star number five. Let's talk about Vax, baby. Let's talk about Doc Fauci. Let's talk about all the weird and counter side effects, maybe. Let's talk about Vax. Let's talk about Vax a little, little, little. Come and take the seven shot, the seven shot. This a little luck you get. My, 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 oh! My, 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 ocarditis. You won't have to be rich with CBDC. You'll have all you need with central currency. We just take your extra wealth and your cash. And you can walk 500 steps, but not a single step more until the curfew activates and robot cops stand at your door. <laughs> Just a small town boy drinking, genetically modified soy. <laughs> this ensures he doesn't co-create. Please stop breeding. Stop the breeding. <laughs> We're almost nine billion people. Please stop breeding right now. 
didn't start a Pfizer. <laughs> we just made you take it, even if you hate it. Greatest Schwab's, Volume 15. Now available on Spotify and MRN Apple Music. I don't care who you are, <laughs> where you're from, don't care what you want, you will eat a bar hearts. So Willie has what I need. I... All right, so the Willie is this German satirical magazine, super funny. Obviously, I don't speak German, so I can't read most of it, but they have a couple of videos on their YouTube channel that are in English and some of those Klaus Schwab greatest hits. That's part of it. So, yeah, I thought that uh, why not get a couple of laughs in, especially because we're going to talk about another dead person. But I just shared the link to that. Hope you guys go ahead and check that out. Uh, I think that uh, obviously humor is such an excellent way to cut through all of the BS that we are experiencing on a daily basis. So definitely check out the channel. Check out the other ones. There's one about worms, uh, like a worm burger or something. That's definitely in English. Uh, But uh, really enjoyed that. Thanks again to Gaffer for sending over that clip to me earlier today so I could find that channel. Yes. Mockery, yes, is uh, is a great way to wake people up. Uh, no, obviously, uh, Gus, there is uh, nothing funny about Klaus Schwab intending to kill us, but you can wake people up to that fact by using humor to open their eyes. Uh, and if that's not your bag, you don't have to check it out and you don't even have to laugh about it. Uh, but hopefully you're doing your own work to get people to open up their mind to the fact that Klaus Schwab is an evil supervillain at the end of the day. All right, so... Another piece of news that took place over the weekend, Matthew Perry from Friends died. Um, I was in a group of people. We were digging on all of this stuff. Um, obviously, uh, Matthew Perry played Chandler on Friends, and uh, Rachel was another character on Friends. Rachel Chandler is somebody that many people have dug into quite a bit over the years. It's interesting because Matthew Perry died at home. They're saying he drowned in his hot tub. But the cause of death uh, is... um, is is subject to a, a little bit of debate right now. He was only 54 years old, drowned in his own hot tub. Obviously, a hot tub is uh, not that large. It's a maybe a couple of feet of water at best. So I tend to believe that there must have been some other cause of death that forced him to uh, go under that water. Likely, that might be a heart attack, and we'll uh, talk about that in a second. But here is the 911 call that alerted people to Matthew Perry's death. Engine 23, rescue 23, EMS 9. Engine 23, rescue 23, EMS 9, all on radio. Respond to the drowning. Process for a few times. So I I think that it's fair to ask the question just how did Matthew Perry actually die in that hot tub? Uh, His cause of death is uh, is still being looked at by the Los Angeles County Medical Examiner. They actually listed it on Sunday afternoon 
as deferred, cause of death deferred. In most cases where the cause of death cannot be determined at the time of the autopsy, a deferred certificate will be issued until additional studies have been completed. Obviously, Matthew Perry had a history of drug abuse. However, he had allegedly been sober at the time of his death. So then we have to start looking at other things that might have uh, an influence on the cause of death. What's pretty strange is that he actually posted a picture to his Instagram of himself in that hot tub the night he died. This was his haunting last photo. Considering the fact that someone else took the picture. Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting modes, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com. Fighterflare.com. A human catastrophe is closing in. Nobody knows how far this one is going to go. You can feel the heat as tension is rising globally. War is expensive. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today, and you can claim a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin. Just use the promo code GOLD. Go to NobleGoldInvestments.com now. Best performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision.
Sure. Uh, I would imagine they're probably the one who actually called 911. Obviously, somebody else was there at the time. And as I said, he was very public about his struggles with drugs and alcohol, but we don't see any drugs or alcohol in this uh, this picture here. Uh, And uh, hang on just a second. Mm. Uh, So, yes, here it is. The tag for that final picture. Oh, so warm. Water swirling around makes you feel good. I'm Matt Man. I think that must be like I'm Batman, but his name is Matt. Um, And uh, when I think about what might have caused his actual death, well, uh, the immediately I I go to the vaccinations, the COVID clot shots, uh, the jabs, the vax, the mRNA genetic therapy. So he was not a fairly prolific poster on Twitter. However, one of his posts on Twitter is a picture of him in a could I be any more vaccinated shirt. And it looks like he was actually selling these shirts. And uh, this is reminiscent of the Friends logo. So obviously he was uh, he was multiple vaccinated. He said, could I be any more vaccinated? Get your shot and then get your shirt. Shop the entire collection at represent.com forward slash Matthew Perry. Uh, looks like he was double vaxxed and double boosted. Uh, here is uh, another Matthew Perry shirt. Could this be any more of a T-shirt? These shirts were apparently supporting the World Health Organization's COVID-19 relief efforts. And, of course, people who get multiple vaccines, multiple mRNA clot shots, oftentimes end up developing um, certain health risks as a result of that. And quite often that is heart attack, uh, that is stroke, uh, that is sudden death. And um, the, the the likelihood of Matthew Perry having died as a result of these jabs is, you know, pretty high in my book. Obviously, they're not going to tell us that, and considering the fact that uh, they're really not being too forthcoming about his uh, autopsy results. They're trying to pin it on a drowning when somebody else was there. Just doesn't make a lot of sense. The mainstream media immediately went to the fact that he was a former drug and alcohol user. Again, he was allegedly sober at the time of his death. So I think it's a lot more likely that it's due to the jab. Of course, they're not going to tell us that. Now, a bit of interesting information came out earlier uh, that uh, a, a the NIH used a zoo near Camp David uh, to infect bats with the same type of coronavirus uh, that came out of the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Now, if you don't know Camp David, it is the presidential retreat. This zoo is only 15 minutes from there, uh, and they gave these bats to the NIH so that they could infect them, uh, and it was from the White Coat Waste Project, uh, which uses publicly available information to determine if taxpayer dollars are being wasted, uh, and they used the Freedom of Information Act to get information about the work that was being done by the NIH. So the uh, NIH, of course, was run by Dr. Anthony Fauci for a long time. 
And they were overseeing these uh, research projects that were being done, including the one that infected bats. So a paper that was authored by Montana lab researchers and the Wuhan Institute of Virology's collaborator, Ralph Barrick, who you probably have heard of before. Uh, he was from the University of North Carolina. Uh, they determined that a SARS-like WIV-1 coronavirus first isolated from a Chinese Rufus horseshoe bat could not cause a robust infection in the 12 Egyptian fruit bats that they had gotten from this zoo. Four of them were euthanized and tested. Now, the paper doesn't say which zoo employees signed off on the bats being transferred to the NIH, uh, but they suspect that uh, the um, people from this zoo uh, played an instrumental role. And, of course, the stunning ignorance of the people playing around with diseases that don't occur naturally in, um, in, in the human population or even in the bat population is uh, completely lost upon the people that are pushing the narrative that you need to get the jab. Now, we do have new information about the risks of these COVID-19 shots and that in certain older people who were getting the COVID vaxes as well as the flu vaccines, uh, apparently um, stroke risk is elevated in them. Did Matthew Perry get both the COVID-19 vaccines and boosters along with flu shots as well. Seems like he couldn't get any more vaccinated. So it's uh, highly likely that he was uh, perhaps doing both. Now, the Biden regime was suggesting to everybody that they get doubled up. I want to say that there was also a an advertising campaign from a football player recently suggesting that you get your flu shot at the same time that you get your COVID shot. Uh, but now we have a study coming from the Food and Drug Administration uh, that suggests that when people get the COVID-19 jabs along with certain flu shots, there is an elevated risk of stroke in adults. Now, of course, this is coming at the same time that the Biden regime is pushing for widespread adoption of both the COVID-19 shot along with the flu shot because there is new COVID-19 shots that they want you to get. And as these vaccines are, or mRNA genetic modifications are rolling out, it shows that uh, very few people are getting them. And that is a great thing. So um, Americans uh, have very, very, very slowly adopted to these new shots. 7.1% of adults and only 2.1% of children have taken these new shots since they've rolled out. Uh, they were recommended in September for everyone six months of age and older. Uh, these figures are coming from the CDC uh, saying that only 14,000 Americans I've actually gotten them. According to the, the report, a whopping 37.6% of adults are saying that they probably uh, or definitely will not get vaccinated. I feel like that is such a huge win. Uh, we went from the uh, onset of the pandemic where we were told that some 80% of Americans got the initial shots to now 7.1% and only 2.1% of children getting these additional shots. That is a huge win in my book, as far as I'm concerned. And I'm certain that a lot of it has to do not only with increased awareness of the health risks associated with taking these jabs, 
but also from the fact that uh, employers are no longer forcing people against their will uh, with uh, firing or suspension if they choose not to get vaccinated. Uh, And also, of course, COVID hysteria has all but abated. People now recognize that you're not going to die if you get sick. Uh, People also recognize that by taking the shot, you are putting yourself in danger of getting uh, all manner of horrific things happening to you, whether it's myocarditis, uh, elevated risk of cancer, uh, the actual mutation of your very cells so that they're producing not your normal DNA, but instead producing these spike proteins instead. Uh, or perhaps stroke, uh, risk of uh, uh, early onset Alzheimer's or multiple sclerosis. There are just so many things happening at the same time. So, um, and then you have high profile people like Dan Bongino, who actually went out and got the jab, and uh, he called it the biggest mistake of his life. He said, I should have waited. It's one of the greatest regrets of my life. I talked about it at the time. You know, perhaps I was a little tough on Dan because he had a huge platform and and he just went for it. Uh, but in retrospect, the truth of the matter is that there are some people out there, no matter how educated they like to think themselves, no matter how based and red-pilled they might think they are, they're still going to be listening to the people who are so-called experts, quote-unquote. And, of course, Megan Kelly has also come out with similar regrets. She said, I'm sorry I did it to myself. I regret getting the vaccine. I don't think I needed it. I think it would have been fine. I think that most people would have been fine if they didn't get it. Uh, she said, for the first time, I tested positive for an autoimmune disease at my annual physical. Do you think this could have had something to do with the fact that I got the damn booster and then got COVID within three weeks? I tend to think she answered her own question. Plus, a lot of people are just not willing to listen to the CDC now, especially after being lied to for so long about the deadliness, uh, the transmissive nature of this sickness, and of course, the effectiveness of the jab. Neither safe nor effective, so you can stay away from it. Let me see. Yes. All right. So Leo Homan is uh, an interesting guy. Uh, He has uh, written a, a guest article here for the Gateway Pundit. Talking about a documentary, uh, which implicates the one and only Klaus Schwab, who is a surprisingly good singer, Bill Gates, the World Health Organization, the United Nations, and a number of other globalist entities in the massive crime of democide. So, uh, Leo Homan was talking about uh, cutting the head off of the snake so that we can move forward as a society, move forward as a world. And uh, I think that he is right on with it. So looking right here, this is uh, Swiss banker Pascal Najati. Uh, Pascal Najati is a prominent former Swiss banker who has openly called for the arrest of these corporate elites and these globalist organizations. What is democide? It's a term that's been coined by American political scientist Rudolf Rummel. It describes the intentional killing of an unarmed or disarmed person by government agents 
acting in their authoritative capacity and pursuant to government policy or high command. I can't think of a better better phrase uh, or terminology to describe exactly what we just went through as a society and what so many people all across the world were forced to endure as well. This would cover a wide range of deaths. That includes math, mass deaths that are due to the actions of the government, uh, which are of a criminal omission and neglect by governments or those with defective government powers. Obviously, the assertion by government agencies and government um, employees suggesting that the jabs were safe and effective, obviously they weren't, uh, telling us that millions of people were going to die. They weren't, unless, of course, they ended up taking the jab themselves. Uh, this man, Pascal Najati, although he is a Swiss banker, he's of Persian descent, uh, and he has joined forces with a number of uh, high-ranking people within the truth community uh, to demand the criminal prosecutions of uh, many of those behind the big pharma push to get everybody jabbed. Um, You know, we've recently found out about SV40 being present in the Pfizer vaccines. We've learned that the jabs that they rolled out were not the same jabs that they tested, were not the same jabs that they gave to their employees. Uh, There was a mass manipulation of the people of planet Earth uh, to force them to take these jabs because, of course, the governments of our various countries were the ones paying for it. Uh, And as a result, I would say humanity has suffered to a great degree. Uh, We need to make sure that people are fully aware of the crimes that these people have committed. Uh, And I think that people like Klaus Schwab, should be uh, at the first among those individuals to be held to a higher standard of justice. Also, Bill Gates is definitely among them as well. And these globalist organizations that uh, masquerade as taking our best interests to heart when in actuality they're seeking to kill, maim, destroy, euthanize us, uh, and uh, and they're willing to do whatever it takes to get there. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing this documentary um, myself. <clears throat> All right, now the ugly question of student loan forgiveness has recently reared its ugly head today. Early this morning, or sorry, over the weekend, it was reported that a Democrat activist and uh, and a woman who's a writer uh, had $200,000 worth of student loans forgiven uh, in the blink of an eye. I don't know if she was anticipating it, uh, but of course, she thanked the Biden regime. Uh, I think that uh, it's a little coincidental that this woman is uh, is the one who's reporting that she had her student loans uh, forgiven because she's kind of high profile. She ran unsuccessfully in 2022 as a Democrat in a primary against New York incumbent Jerry Nadler and against Representative Karen Carolyn Maloney. Um, and uh, and so she has a higher profile at the end of the day. So she has in her Twitter X bio that she is a, uh, a, a, a an expert at comparative religion and philosophy. Uh, also, she has a master's in art and public policy. She got her master's at BYU, Brigham Young University, in 2020. And she posted on Twitter, I had my student loans forgiven today. Thank you, POTUS and VP. Uh, And she says that she's rather shook because she just had $200,000 of debt wiped out. Now, 
I have not had my student loans forgiven. I don't want my student loans forgiven. And I think that it sends a terrible message. Uh, I took out debt because I wanted to go to college. Looking back on it, and it was probably not the right decision, but I'm not going to squelch on the, um, the, the, the commitments that I made. But of course, Joe Biden is seeking to gain as much support among the American public as possible. And by forgiving the student loan debt of uh, younger Americans, Gen Z or, you know, perhaps uh, uh, millennials, uh, he's probably going to get some support. I don't think it will be enough to save him or his um, presidential campaign. Now, it's notable here because the um administer of her student loan debt was a place called Mohila. Mohila uh, is uh, interesting because it was also announced later today that Mohila had some uh, millions and millions of dollars withheld by the federal government because they apparently had engaged in uh, late billing statements. Kind of crazy, but the Biden regime has announced it's withholding $7.2 million in student loans from this loan servicer after they had errors in billing statements that affected some 800,000 borrowers. Now, Of course, Joe Biden's student loan forgiveness program was shut down in the court system. The uh, Supreme Court voted six to three that it was unconstitutional the way that he was trying to do it. He was trying to cancel $39 billion in student loan debts uh, as a, a way of buying off the American public. But the same student loan servicer that two days ago had $200,000 in student loan debt wiped off is the same one that Joe Biden's Department of Education announced today that they're going to be withholding many millions of dollars from. I tend to think that there must be a connection there. I haven't seen anything from Nelnet or any other student loan processors uh, noticing that their payments had been withheld or that their students had their debt wiped off the books. But keep an eye out because that may be coming in the near future. Now, it also might be coming because Representative Byron Donalds also mentioned over the weekend that the um, uh, committees that are looking into the crimes of the Biden family have announced that new evidence showing additional payments that were made on behalf of Joe Biden are certain to surface. Byron Donalds appearing on Sunday Morning Futures with Maria Bartiromo was discussing the history of money laundering that the Biden crime family has been engaging in, and of course, the FBI's very pivotal role in covering for the Biden crime family so that they could continue to ascend through the ranks of American politics. Now, last Wednesday, it was Chuck Grassley who revealed that there was some 40 or so confidential human sources who were reporting on crimes committed by Joe Hunter and James Biden uh, that were essentially brushed off or had their investigation squelched by the Washington field office so that the Bidens could continue their criminal spending spree unabated. Now, The letter was published by Grassley. It discussed a task force in the Washington field office that shut down reporting from all these various sources. These were not fly-by-night confidential human sources. These were people who had active and ongoing relationships with the FBI. They had provided good intelligence up until that point. But, of course, the FBI does not want to investigate the American political dynasties that make up the criminal deep state here in our nation. 
Based on the information provided to my office over a period of years by multiple credible whistleblowers, there appears to be an effort within the Justice Department and the FBI to shut down investigative activity relating to the Biden family. Such decisions point to significant political bias infecting the decision making of not only the attorney general and the FBI director, but also line agents and prosecutors. You better believe that corruption extends far and wide. And if your name's not Trump, well, then you simply don't have to worry about the crimes that you commit. Acts of public corruption, bribery, up to and potentially including murder. Just look at the Clinton body count. So, Donald's was discussing that letter from Chuck Grassley, also the $200,000 check that was written by Jim Biden to Joe Biden the same day he received a $200,000 loan from a failing company, actually $600,000 loan from AmeriCorps Health, who filed for bankruptcy and never got paid back by the Bidens. Here is that check in case you missed that episode. This was a big piece of information that occurred last week. And of course, on the same day that the 40 some odd confidential human sources were announced by Chuck Grassley, well, that main mass shooter reared his ugly head. And that was the only thing that captivated the national news cycle for the entire weekend. And of course, now that that weekend is over, it's gone away and basically nobody is paying attention to the crimes of the Biden family once again. So let's go ahead and watch this clip from Byron Donalds and see what he has to say about additional whistleblowers and information coming out to prove the crimes of public corruption that the Bidens are famous for. Well, honestly, the most damning evidence is now we're starting to see the transactions that went to Joe Biden, money actually going into his hands. One of the things that I believe we're going to uncover is that there were payments made on behalf of Joe Biden where they they didn't give the money to him, but the money was spent on his behalf. That stuff is damning in and of itself. And I think there's also another piece to this, Maria. You have the cover up that is going on in the FBI and at the Department of Justice. Uh, We are now getting information that federal prosecutors were being stonewalled by the FBI, something that, according to Scott Brady, quote unquote, never happened at any other point in his career. But because of this investigation, he had to get clearances to continue the investigative process. Uh, That's insane to me because it means that you have elements of our Department of Justice and our FBI that were covering up for the president of the United States. Uh, So those are the two damning pieces that we have at this point. We're going to continue to follow the evidence to see where it takes us. I got to say, I really like Byron Donalds. I like him even more as a bloodhound on this particular type of investigation because he's a financial guy. He came from the financial world into politics. And if there's anybody who can sniff out the money trail, good Lord, it's going to be Byron Donalds. So continue with the oversight of the Biden crime family. Um, I think that every single crime these people have ever committed needs to be brought to the surface. It needs to be exposed to the American people. And wouldn't you know it, One day after Byron mentions that more evidence is forthcoming, it's announced today that Hunter Biden received a $250,000 loan 
from a Chinese business associate. Now, this wasn't several years ago when he was running Bohai Harvest or uh, had all of those ongoing business dealings with the Chinese. No, my friends, this was during the 2020 election. And that loan ended up being assumed by that big Democrat donor and the Hollywood lawyer who paid off Hunter Biden's tax deals with the IRS. Now, Last month was when James Comer from the House Oversight Committee had revealed that Hunter Biden received two bank wires from China and Joe Biden's Delaware home was listed as the beneficiary address for both of those wire transfers. The first wire was sent to Hunter Biden dated July 26th, 2019. That was $10,000 from an individual named Miss Wang Jin. And there is a Miss Wang Jin who's listed on the website for BHR Partners. It is unclear if the wire came from that same Wang Jin, but it's likely. That second wire transfer to Hunter Biden was dated August 2nd, 2019. That one was for $250,000 from Li Zhang Shen. He was known as Jonathan Lee. He was the CEO of BHR Partners and Miss Tan Ling. The committee is trying to identify exactly what Ling's role was. There was a subpoena sent and obtained for two bank wires, which revealed that Hunter Biden was receiving payments originating from Beijing, China, in 2019. That was when Joe Biden was running for president. And it turns out that Hunter Biden did not pay back that $250,000 loan. Not one Biden paid back the so-called loan from Li Zheng Shen, a.k.a. Jonathan Lee, Turns out that Hunter Biden's lawyer and Democrat mega donor Kevin Morris assumed the debt in 2021 after he took a stake in Hunter's bow high harvest. Now, it's interesting that all of these loans are being given to the Bidens. And then other people are assuming the debt for them. It seems like a really a, a, a dishonest way to get around campaign finance issues and then also having to pay taxes on any of this money. Uh, now we know that neither Hunter Biden nor any other Biden paid back that loan. Kevin Morris assumed this debt and in assuming that debt, it's worth noting that Morris and Hunter first met at a Joe Biden campaign fundraiser in November of 2019. So the only reason Kevin Morris was involved is because he was a big money supporter for Joe Biden. He had probably given the max amount of money that he could, and he wanted to ensure that the Biden crime family was allowed to roll along unabated. It seems pretty certain that the Bidens get a lot of loans that raise a lot of questions. Hunter Biden defense team was quick to say that the $250,000 wire he received from that Chinese national that listed Joe Biden's home as the beneficiary address was a loan. However, Comer concludes, Hunter Biden's defense team fails to mention that Kevin Morris quietly assumed that loan for Hunter Biden. Why is Kevin Morris, who is a lawyer and a Democrat donor, taking on Hunter Biden's China debt. That raises a lot of serious ethical questions that the White House must answer. Kevin Morris is, again, the same one who paid more than $2 million in Hunter Biden's delinquent taxes, in addition to a $50,000 donation to Joe Biden's campaign in 2020. Only that $50,000 donation is considered to the campaign, 
the other millions of dollars that he ended up paying, it just gets considered a gift. Now, according to IRS whistleblower Gary Shapley, in late 2019, early 2020, Kevin Patrick Morris met Hunter Biden at a campaign finance event, and then he shortly paid off several tranches of tax debt between 2020 and 2021. Shapley had said that Hunter Biden wrote on his tax returns that Morris gave him a loan to pay off his delinquent taxes, so the money is not taxable. What do you want to bet that Hunter never pays back that loan? And then Biden was also hit with a massive tax state lien for $453,890 in July of 2020, and it was paid off in less than a week. God, I guess it's good to have friends in high places. Remember, at that same time, Hunter Biden was going through the Arkansas court family system because he did not want to um, admit paternity of that baby with London Roberts. He claimed at the time that he was unemployed and broke. He said in a legal filing, I attest that I am unemployed and I have no monthly income since May of 2019. That was in November of 2019. I currently have a significant set of debts in part as a result of obligations arising from my divorce, which was final in April of 2017. The one thing I can tell you is that money continues to flow into the coffers of the Bidens and it keeps getting paid off by other people. President Trump spoke in Iowa this weekend, and of course, he had to draw attention to the corrupt nature of Joe Biden and his actions while sitting in Washington, D.C. He played to a packed house, and he was in the same wonderful form as always. Here was President Trump's statements about Joe Biden to the crowd. Let's see how they played. If you took the 10 worst presidents in the history of the United States— and added them up, they would not have done near the destruction to our country as crooked Joe Biden and the Biden administration has done. Remember, I used to say a month ago, I was saying, if you took the five worst and somebody came up to me and said, sir, I think you could actually go more than that. I said, you know, I never thought of it. Let's go. If you took the 10 worst presidents, this guy's done more destruction to our country than the 10 of them. Joe Biden will go down in history as the worst president to ever grace the Oval Office. This was an interesting thing. Kamala Harris was confronted by 60 Minutes about the uh, decrepit nature of Joe Biden, and she had an odd comment on Joe Biden's ability to continue. Take a listen. Talking to some Democratic donors, Uh and they have told us that should something befall President Biden and he is not able to run, Mm -hmm. that there would be a free-for-all for who would run as president. You are in the spot that that would be unnatural for you to step up, but we're hearing from donors that they would not naturally fall into line. Why is she looks so uncomfortable? Yes, yes, I know. Joe's old and I'm unpopular. But how is she going to follow that question? Well, first of all, I'm not going to engage in that hypothetical because Joe Biden is very much alive and running for re-election. You sure about that? You sure about that? You sure about that? 
Uh, is Joe Biden very much alive? I don't know. I don't know. It feels like an episode of The Walking Dead at this point. Do you know? I mean, that is a concern and, and a legitimate concern, I would say. I hear from a lot of different people a lot of different things. But let me just tell you, I'm focused on the job. I truly am. What exactly is the job, Kamala? What job are you doing? Have you been to the border yet? Have you done anything of any significance since heading into Washington, D.C., besides cackling awkwardly and uncomfortably and fending off questions about Joe Biden's ability to govern? Democracy is on the line, Bill. And I frankly, in my head, do not have time for parlor games. Democracy is on. This is the Democrats talking point. Democracy is on the ballot. Democracy's on the ballot. Democracy. Somebody tell them that this isn't a democracy. We don't want it to be a democracy because then it is the rule of the mob. That's not what we're interested in here. What we're interested in is saving the republic. And the only person on the possible ticket for president 2024 that can save the republic is Donald John Trump. Now, you may have seen this over the weekend, too. Bill Barr had some some really unflattering words about President Trump, which, uh, from my estimation, was completely unwarranted and uh, absolutely delusional. Now, President Trump also hit back at Bill Barr. Uh, this was Bill Barr lambasting President Donald Trump in a recent interview with CBS correspondent Jan Crawford. He cast doubts on Trump's verbal aptitude and his stance on Hezbollah terrorists, uh, President Trump had criticized the current regime for what he saw as a grave intelligence failure that could endanger Israel. He cited an instance where Joe Biden's national defense team publicly highlighted the vulnerability of Israel's northern border, uh, specifically vis-a-vis an attack from Hezbollah. He was shocked that the U.S. would reveal such sensitive information, and he noted that Hezbollah is a highly intelligent organization that could exploit a disclosed weakness such as that. Uh, Now, let's go ahead and take a listen to Bill Barr's statement about President Trump. Uh, This is uh, completely off base. Like, it's almost like he's, I mean, do you think he's, is he losing it or is he just becoming? Uh, His verbal skills are limited. (laughs) Uh, And so he, you know, he's caught, you know, if you get him away from very, 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 you know, (laughs) uh, you know, the adjectives sort of, he's on, they're unfamiliar to him. He's not, you know, and they sort of. President Trump is one of the most gifted orators that I've seen in certainly my lifetime. Now, this is what President Trump had to say about Bill Barr. I called Bill Barr dumb, weak, slow moving, lethargic, gutless and lazy, a rhino who couldn't do the job. He just didn't want to be impeached, which the radical left lunatics were preparing to do. I was tough on him in the White House for good reason. So now this moron says about me to get even his verbal skills are limited. Well, that's one I haven't heard before. 
Tell that to the biggest political crowds in the history of politics by far. Bill Barr is a loser. Yeah, sorry, I couldn't make it any louder than that. It was very, very quiet. He said President Trump's verbal skills are limited. And, of course, that's absolutely not true. (laughs) Retarded, spastic, ass wipe. (laughs) Yeah, that could be it. All right, so um, President Trump's gag order has been reinstated by Obama-appointed judge Tanya Chutkin. Earlier this month, she initiated the gag order, and of course, there is major questions about President Trump's First Amendment rights. Uh, What's interesting is that even the ACLU, which is a very far left organization at this point, they used to fight for civil liberties. Now they just fight for woke leftist causes, uh, has filed a brief arguing that this overly broad gag order against President Trump uh, is, in fact, a violation of the First Amendment, especially considering the fact that we're in the midst of an election season. Now, the gag order stipulates that President Trump cannot criticize special counsel Jack Smith or any of his prosecutors. That includes if President Trump is telling the truth. He cannot criticize anybody involved in the case, any of the court staff, any of its supporting personnel or any witnesses. This gag order had previously been paused. She agreed to temporarily pause it as President Trump's January 6th case is beginning to ramp up. And of course, President Trump and Jack Smith both had a number of appeal briefs. But she has argued in her latest ruling that President Trump's repeated inflammatory attacks on prosecutors, court officials and witnesses had threatened to undermine the case and put people at risk. I would totally disagree with her. But Jack Smith is still free to leak at will to the left, to the media, To the critics of President Trump, he can put stuff out and it can, of course, impugn President Trump's character and poison him in the minds of any potential jurors. That is totally fine as far as Chuck Ken is considered. President Trump, however, being the number one opponent to Joe Biden, the winner by a wide margin in current polling, they have to do anything they can to try to shut him down. From Julie Kelly. Judge Chutkin's order lifting her temporary hold on the gag order uh, it demonstrates how absurd it is. She parses what Trump can and can't say. She repeatedly argues against First Amendment protections. She claims her three-page order will survive appeal. If the gag order should apply to all parties, shouldn't it apply to foreseeable witnesses like Attorney General Bill Barr, who spends most of his time attacking President Trump in public? Do his critical comments about Trump also pose a great Grave threat to the integrity of the proceedings, or nah. Jack Smith entered a rambling 32-page motion last week to beg Chutkin not to stay her order pending appeal. Smith argued that President Trump's post about Mark Meadows proved that he needed to be banned from making indirect messages to foreseeable witnesses like Meadows. And, of course, this has nothing to do with President Trump having any overt influence over witnesses. The only thing it has to do is with President Trump using his First Amendment right to free speech to publicly criticize the unfair proceedings that he finds himself in the midst of right now. 
Jack Smith and Tanya Chuckin want the ability to influence jurors and want the ability to influence the public and the media, but they simply can't allow President Trump to do that because, of course, if he did, well, then he might be out there defending himself against these baseless attacks that he seems to come up against on an almost daily basis. There also, at this point, uh, is a, a comedy to the whole thing because President Trump is the most put upon, the most maligned, uh, the most defamed individual in America by a wide margin. And I think that the entirety of the American people see that. If there are people who don't see that, well, then they simply are bitter uh, and, uh, and unfeeling people who are never going to see the truth. Of course, President Trump responded to the imposition of the gag order, and he calls it unconstitutional, which it is. The corrupt Biden administration just took away my First Amendment right to free speech, not constitutional. Make America great again. President Trump will make America great again, whether you like it or not, whether they like it or not, uh, and despite their best efforts to stop him. Now, as I said earlier, the case in Colorado began today, attempting to remove President Trump from the ballot. And of course, they, the lawyers overseeing this case have been disingenuous at best uh, with their arguments. They used some video footage from January 6th, uh, where President Trump was talking about using our rights to have our grievances known and addressed in Washington, D.C. that day. But of course, they failed to mention any of his other statements telling protesters not to engage in acts of violence, not to vandalize any property. During their opening remarks, they insisted that President Trump started a violent riot. That, of course, is far, far from the truth. This is the video they played. And praised those who committed violence against political opponents. Hold on, I need to turn it up. It is rather quiet. And let's go for... Try this. On his behalf. Now turning back to what happened on January 6th. Once Trump brought the crowd there, he told them to march to the Capitol and fight. Let's look at two portions of his speech on the ellipse on January 6th. Republicans are constantly fighting like a boxer with his hands tied behind his back. It's like. Well, have, you ever, have you ever heard of a metaphor? Okay, President Trump was not calling for people to go to the Capitol and engage in acts of violence to make our displeasure known about election fraud. No. He was talking about using our God-given rights as enshrined in the Constitution to make our voices heard and to express our displeasure at the unfair situation we found ourselves in there. So, yes, President Trump is using metaphors, in this case a metaphor about boxing, uh, to express our anger about the fact that the system is rigged. We want to be so nice. We want to be so respectful of everybody, including bad people. And we're going to have to fight much harder 
And Mike Pence is going to have to come through for us. And if he doesn't, that will be a, a sad day for our country. Because you're sworn to uphold our Constitution. Now it is up to Congress to confront this egregious assault on our democracy. And we all know what happened on January 6th. They set up a fake riot, a fake insurrection. And anybody who was thinking about challenging the results of the Electoral College, uh, the fake votes that came in, people stepped away and they didn't do it. And now we find ourselves here. Now, on one hand, people have endured a tremendous amount of pain and hardship ever since that day. On another hand, people have endured an tremendous, tremendous amount of pain and hardship since that day as a result of the Joe Biden regime. And people are now finding themselves unwilling and unable to continue supporting the lie of that regime. People are coming to the realization that Donald Trump was the best president we've ever had in the history of this nation. And that if they're ever going to find ourselves getting over the terrible mistakes and the intentional destruction of this country, we must return Donald Trump to the White House. Now, as President Trump finds himself without his First Amendment rights, Catherine Herridge is also facing a unique challenge to her First Amendment rights as well. She's facing contempt charges for refusing to reveal her confidential human sources from a story when she was still at Fox News. Now, in August, U.S. District Court for the District of Columbia, Christopher Cooper, ordered Herridge to sit down for a sworn deposition regarding her confidential source that she used in a 2017 story on the Department of Defense funded school that that was at the center of federal investigations over Chinese military ties. Now, the judge ordered her to turn over her sources in response to a lawsuit that was filed by a Chinese American scientist, Yan Ping Chen, against the FBI. Chen had subpoenaed Herridge in an effort to find out who her sources were. Obviously, if she gives up that source, then freedom of the press be damned. And perhaps since it was in regards to Chinese connections to military, perhaps the sources could actually be in danger of not only losing their job, but perhaps even being murdered as a result of it. However, Herridge has remained steadfast and she has refused to disclose her source because of her First Amendment rights. But Judge Cooper, who's an Obama appointee, has disagreed with Catherine Herridge and demanded that she unmask whoever that source was. Cooper said the court recognizes both the vital importance of a free press and the critical role that confidential sources play in the work of investigative journalists like Herridge. But applying the binding case law of this circuit, the court concludes that Chen's need for the requested evidence overcomes Herridge's qualified First Amendment privilege in this case. This is an affront to the Constitution and an affront to the American way, as far as I'm concerned. With consent proceedings now teed up, one of two outcomes are likely to appear. Either Catherine Herridge is going to be found in contempt of court in the near future, uh, and then she will be immediately uh, appealing that, of course, or as sometimes happen, the sources may end up releasing Herridge from the privilege of not giving their names over, which would, of course, forego her constitutional right and give her a pass 
on uh, determining who that source actually was. But again, that person may be in danger. Chris Cooper has has handed down some pretty bad decisions in the past, so I'm not particularly uh, surprised by the whole thing. All right, so one final piece of information. Uh, New Jersey Democrats are in a bit of a pickle right now because the attorney general for New Jersey, Matthew J. Platkin, uh, has added some additional charges to an ongoing election fraud case against the man you see on screen right now. This is a Democrat by the name of Alex Mendez. He is the Patterson City Council president, and he and several co-conspirators are alleged to have engaged in an attempt to rig an election, tamper with ballots, and obstruct the course of justice through witness tampering. New Jersey is uh, corrupt to a larger degree than other states in terms of public corruption, but so are Democrats. So this is a perfect storm, a confluence of events, you might say. Uh, Mendez was initially indicted on election fraud charges back in 2021, and now these fresh charges have been brought against him, his wife, Yohani Mendez, and then two other Patterson residents, Omar Ledesma and Iris Rigo. The revelations in this case come after an extensive investigation by the Office of Public Integrity and Accountability, which itself was prompted when the U.S. Postal Service Inspection Service found hundreds of mail-in ballots for the May 2020 Patterson Municipal Election suspiciously stashed in a mailbox in a neighboring municipality. These crimes all took place during the COVID-19 pandemic. This was, of course, when Universal mail-in ballots played a crucial role to help Democrats steal elections all over the country. New Jersey is one of those states that allows a voter to give a completed ballot to a bearer. This is a person who can then submit the ballot on behalf of the person who cast it. The law, however, explicit the law, however, express the law, however, explicitly prohibits a candidate from acting as a bearer for other voters in the district where they are running. And it seems that Mendez exploited the mail-in system and disregarded the rule which would make him ineligible to be the bearer. So he is finding himself in a bit of a pickle. As a Democrat, as a New Jersey politician, it seems that he has been engaging in the age-old timeless tradition of public corruption when it comes to Democrats and certainly their propensity to steal elections through mail-in ballots. We'll be keeping an eye on this case. I want to say thank you very much to all of the people over on the Foxhole who have donated. Isaac Truth said, Timmy, Porpoiseful, thank you for that cookie. Lou Ann V says, I have to run, but I'll catch up later. Sending prayers to all the foxhole, and thank you for your continued great work, Zach. Thank you so much, Lou Ann. Texas Don 45 dropped a can. Sean Joe dropped two cookies. H2O Maven dropped a pair of shades. Judy the Lady Pug dropped a cookie. Red Pill Ken said, message to cuck your kin, to cuck kin, F, F your feelings. <laughs> Yes, F your feelings. If people are upset, get over it. Who cares? Says, uh, don't forget about the timing, Zach. Trump was still speaking when it started at five. Uh, I don't know which one was that. Are you talking about the shooting that took place over the weekend? Very well, maybe. Ah, Ice Wendigo says Mendez is hounded because he was working with Egypt instead of Israel, but they are all corrupt. But Zionists run the corruption show. I'd say that. If you're in government, you're probably engaged in public corruption. I think that Donald Trump is that unique 
situation where he was actually running for the people. Uh, we need a reset when it comes to politicians in local, state, and national service. Uh, that's what it's supposed to be, but unfortunately, too often it isn't. And uh, unfortunately, too many of these people are just on the take. It doesn't matter what country they're on the take from, as far as I'm concerned. If they're on the take, they need to be out. All right, we're going to go ahead and pass out these gold pills. I'm going to be back tonight at 1030 on Baseless Conspiracies. Hopefully you can join me there. It will be the conclusion of our series about Antarctica. Until that time, good luck and God bless. We'll see you then. Please hit the like button. Please hit the like button. Please hit the like button.
When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new eBooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare Flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.